0: Welcome everyone to the Greg's Garage Pod with co-host Jason Pridmore, presented by Bike911.com. Go check out Bike911.com if you need some legal stuff, especially if you're into motorcycles, you need motorcycle guidance, Alex Asante will handle your business. And with that, let's welcome in Jason Pridmore. What's up, JP? What? Fresh off the links. Oh, yeah. It's not Yeah, I'm, I should have stayed home. Should have stayed home. Mm,
1: yeah, but it's okay. What? It's race week, man i'm ready to go we're leaving what tomorrow
0: i'm leaving tomorrow you're leaving thursday yeah thursday morning i'll, I'll leave and it is race week i'm so pumped because obviously in moto america we know that in the medallia superbike class uh it was unbelievable at road atlanta but we're going to talk about that you know in a minute how's everything else jp as we get caught up how was the weekend um you, yeah weekend was good you get to watch most of the MotoGP gp stuff Watched it all. Yeah, I watched
1: I watched Moto Two, Moto Three. Uh, yeah, you know, just watched it all, Gdeb It was great. I think um, you know, Lama Lama was great because it never really rained on those guys as far as qualifyings and races. So we got to see dry races. I mean MotoGP GP again, a lot of drama in that, like we'll get into here in a little bit in the podcast. And uh oof, you know, we Moto3. don't we don't have a lot this week. I mean, obviously we've got we've got Moto GP and then our you know, Moto GP fantasy supercross that was last weekend of the year with that, so um, you know. But mostly, I'm, I'm just excited about getting down to Barber. It's funny, you know. I'm sure yours has been the same, or you've talked to people, but everybody's just like, "Jay, is is the racing going to be like that all year?" <laughs> and I'm, and you know, like it wasn't Atlanta because it was good. It was good all the way across the board, and um, you know, it, it. We we got some classes that we that we will not see. At Barber that we saw other places, like Baggers won't be at Barber. Um so yeah, I mean it's it's a different type of schedule that we have, but we know we got superbike and we got a crazy new format in super sport, which should be fun to check out. I think you said that was Saturday afternoon, right? You just told me that was Saturday Correct. afternoon. Correct. So kind of an endurance race type of thing for our Super super sport category. Um, but yeah. Yeah get our podcast out of the way. And then we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Although there's no world Superbike, no moto GP. There's nothing for like a few weeks
0: on that end. Yeah. But at least we'll have, yeah, we'll have moto America to talk about uh, next week. Obviously we're going to preview it too and talk a little bit about it. I did this thing. So I can't remember who it was, but I had mentioned something on social media about like, man, I wish there was a central location where I could get like all the race series to populate my calendar. And somebody sent me a link, and there's a there's somebody who does it, so I'm able to populate now. Oh, nice! Like all the racing, yeah. So, like this weekend, I know that we have BSB Donington as well, but then the following weekend, when there's nothing, as you say, Jay, yeah, it's kind of in between for us because we go Barber week off and then Road America, right? Uh, pro Motocross starts straight Crazy. away. Crazy, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, we got a lot to talk about actually. So let's go ahead and kick things off with our news presented by Arai. Whoops. No, I should do it. That's better. Let's do that song. Yeah, Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Since we're trying to get Jason on his way to the airport, Arai helmets are awesome. Go visit AraiAmericas.com. Okay, <laughs> go check Don't out what they Don't put that
1: are. on me. I'm not going. <laughs>
0: God, that's nice. No, no, no. Jeff will be stoked with that <laughs> hey, one. Yeah. Arai's proprietary one-piece multi-density EPS liner was developed to precisely position the most Uh, appropriate density for each part of the liner. This indispensable technique is an absolute necessity for producing a foam that maximizes glancing off, or in other words, a shell that is round and smooth. Learn more at ryeamericas.com. See your eye difference, people. All right, let's see. Let me go ahead and reduce that. Now I'm going to pull this thing up, and I'm going to talk about news because, Jay, we're we're pretty much just going to talk about Moto America. We're going to do the preview and everything in this one, but first bit of business, let's talk... About Josh Hayes. Jason, he's announced that he and his Squid Hunter racing team will be competing for the entire 2023 Supersport Championship. What are your thoughts about Hayes coming back to racing full-time? I know you got some. Hayes is just five years younger than you, four and a half years younger yeah, than you, whatever. Yeah, ca- I feel like he's catching me. It's weird. I, I mean, it seems like it was just the other day. <laughs> Josh turned 40. All
1: of a sudden, he's 48 now. But, uh, yeah, look, I got no – I mean – if I did have a problem with it, who would care anyways, but I have no problem with it. If it's something that he wants to do, he's still young compared to Jeremy McWilliams. And if, you know, (laughs) right. Right. So, I mean, if Josh likes to race and he wants to put it all out there still, then more power to him. I think it's great. I think that it just kind of goes to show that from a mental perspective, if you're still willing to go and compete at the level those guys are, are competing at, then, um, then, then go for it. I think, Um, the racing will be tight there with Ty Scott, Chabby Forres. Um, you know, like that's who we saw down, down in Atlanta anyways. And, uh, so yeah, let's hope it's as close as it is. And the R6 can stay competitive. I did feel like, um, you know, like Josh said, he, he couldn't get off the corners with those other bikes, but once the bike got into the top gears, he felt like he was, he was a little bit more competitive. So Barber will be interesting since there's a lot of those like acceleration type of corners. So,
0: yeah. So hopefully they've kind of reconfigured the bike or maybe it's a gearing thing or whatever. We're look, I'm pumped he's racing. I think that, you know, some people have all sides of the argument, but the bottom line is I don't really care how old you are. I don't care your gender. I don't care anything. If you're fast, you're fast. And if people need to chase you. They need to chase well, him. Well, who would know, make at it. an argument against wanting to see it? Like, you can have your own selfish, I guess,
1: reasons of why Josh shouldn't race. But I don't really know. I mean, I don't know of any. If he still thinks he's competitive, which we Dude, know I've he heard, is.
0: I, I literally have heard someone say, like, oh, super sport is meant for blah, 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 like young people. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's not. It's just super. It's just a race class. Junior Cup's made for young people. You know, well, Twins yeah. Cup isn't made for. Twins Cup is made for everybody. You know, like the, the racing's not. It's not like that. It's just kind of racing. So if you're fast, you're fast, and if you can win, I say go for it. I don't really you know? think that, like
1: a guy like Josh. I think what ends up happening, Greg, right, is you get typecasted once you're a superbike champion. That anything other than superbike is is a downgrade from where you were. Um, but again, mm-hmm. <laughs> Jeremy Williams rode MotoGP, and now he's riding a bagger. So I don't know where yeah. that argument sits or stands with people or things. It doesn't matter, um, you know, because you got to remember. The fact that Josh throws his name in the ring now, he's got to race against a bunch of new up and coming young guys that are eager and hungry like he once was and um you know, he's got to face those guys now. And if he's willing to accept that challenge, then I just think more power to him. I love it. I think it'll be good. It's good for us. It gives us something to talk about. I know he's chasing this win record and things. So, you know, it'll be
0: interesting to see uh how he fares for the whole year. Speaking of winners, remember Gabriel Da Silva. He was the racer who won Barber Supersport Race in a downpour in 2021. I think he was on the box with, what, SDK and Lockoff? Well, he's going to be competing in the newly minted Steel Commander Stock 1000 class on a Steel Commander-sponsored ZX-10R. Now, just so everybody knows, dude, Steel Commander Corp is like a company that builds like these pre-manufactured buildings like houses that are made of steel and workshops and barns and all kinds of crap man i wish i wish i had property and you know wish i had remember where i used to live in Moxville, north carolina i had that 900 square foot steel building yep with a garage door and stuff that was just pure heaven man but cool to have an outside industry sponsor come in sponsor stock thousand class uh, but what do you think about de Silva? We haven't seen him. I think probably since that barber downpour, I don't really know what he did in 2022, but, uh, you know, coming in with a, with a outside industry series sponsor, a person who won a super sport race in the rain against, I mean, SDK was, I think freshly admitted yeah. champ then. So what do you I think? I remember that. That's
1: great. I mean, look, a lot of the things that hold these young guys back is money, sponsorship, being able to actually make it to the races. I'm sure. I'm sure he wishes that he could come to every race, but you know, we saw him with some success here, obviously, in the wet before. And, um, I, you know, I think the weather's going to be pretty good down there uh, for the weekend. So, um, you know, he'll be able to rip this thing in the dry, this ZX-10. Uh, I'm sure he's been riding it. I'm sure. Uh, well, I guess we'll find out when we get there. It's not really a class that, G- that GW and I cover, is it? I mean, so. No,
0: anyways, yeah. but uh, but we'll keep an eye on him for sure. Yeah, speaking of weather, I, I do kind of like yourself. I'm kind of wondering what's going to happen there. It looks like it's going to be pretty good, I think, in Leeds, Alabama, or Birmingham, technically. So make sure you come out. It might be a hint of rain on on Saturday, but you know, it's just typical Southern weather. But we're looking like 70s, I think, upper mid 70s is the highs. Yeah. It's going to be really good. Since so we're talking about Moto America, Jay, let's go ahead and preview a little bit of what's going on. I mean, first and foremost, we'll start it off with the Medallia Superbike class. 28 entries on the latest entry list that we have. No really big surprises. You know, everybody's on the list that you would think. Donye, Heron, Cameron Beaubier, you know, Matthew Skultz in the mix, Nolan Lampkin, Yates, Corey Alexander, Cam P, Escalante, you know, I mean, Tony Elias, PJ, all, all, all the regulars. No, no real big surprises no. um, stand out. It does look like Gabriel da Silva is on that Steel Commander bike is registered to race on a Yamaha R1, which is interesting, on on the list. So maybe it's a ZX-10, whatever. But um, let's talk about it, Jay, because I think Road Atlanta is a track where you have to have a very good setup to to be competitive, but not the greatest setup because the back straightaway. But Barber is – it couldn't be a more different racetrack than the first track that Medallia Superbike competed on, could it be? No, I
1: agree. It's, I think it's a little bit, obviously I think it's smoother. It's more flow. Um, you know, having a bike set up, there's, there's places here, you know, where there's on and off camber, like coming up over that little bridge before the last big long, right? Having a bike that works really well through that. What is it? Third to last turn, the big long right-hander, having something that works well there is, is really key. Um, we've noticed that over the years, a lot of the super bike guys, um, run that that big long right hander pretty tight all the way through it so you have to have a bike that's maneuverable and accelerates i mean that's those are the things that you need there where is in atlanta you need a bike that's gonna obviously be fast down the straights back straight away and things but um where atlanta i feel like it's a little choppier this place here has a, a, a really nice flow to it so and we usually get a good crowd at this one
0: yes what I'm really interested on the Medallia Superbike side is to find out, which we didn't dive into in the first race, what teams have taken advantage of the, uh, the transmission rule. So the new transmissions were allowed this year, your choice to basically, there's no neutral between first and second gear. And if, if memory serves, Barber has been a place where teams with Superbikes have tried to gear their bikes for five years, whether that was second through sixth or first through fifth you know, because you don't really like the the track. It's not there's no real high speed there. So I'm going to dive into that a little bit and get more information for the broadcast, because for any team that would gear second through sixth, if you don't have a neutral between first and second, are you going to choose to gear it in a little bit different way? You know, is it still going to be a five speed because you don't have that neutral? So it doesn't sound like much. But Jason, you know, from your experience and you had a teammate who was just, like I thought about that stuff constantly that every time you disengage the throttle and you shift, you're going to lose a little bit of time. Even if it's a hundredth of a second, those hundreds of a second add up to tenths of a second, which add up to seconds, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's yeah. one of those things. So I can't remember. Do you remember? Like, I'm pretty sure it's a five gear track for a super bike. Mostly. Uh, I don't know. I thought it was like, I thought it was like a three gear track. I thought it was like
1: second, third, fourth, um, maybe yeah like it doesn't you don't get very it's like chuck wall there's really you know? not a fifth i know you come out of the last turn a second you go up two gears and back a couple for turn one a lot of those guys might just go back one for turn one right now um so i i think on the superbikes, greg honestly i think it's i think it's second through fourth uh but again it's it's I'd have to I'd have to do a little bit of checking on that one for you to to really get an idea.
0: So Gagne did a twenty two flat, like that's the lap record. Yeah. You got it in qualifying last year. Any any clue as to the but twenty two nine I think was the fastest race lap record. Was it? So any any clue on what you think the fastest lap around Barber is in a car? Oh wow, in a car. Hmm. I'd have to think about what series races there. I think IndyCar races there,
1: right? Correct. Don't they? So yes. it's got to be an Indy car, and I would say they probably do. What are we at minute
0: twenty two? Minute twenty two. I'm going to say they're at about a minute eight. One hundred six, like a high one hundred six. Wow! And that was done. That was done by a a twenty twenty one car, and I guess Indy car had a major change, and now like the 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 race record in the latest version of the Indy car is like three seconds slower, I think, and so that was done this year earlier this year. I wasn't too far off. Yeah. Then. One a, yeah, not not yeah. not too far at all. I mean, it's that just kind of blew my mind. Can you imagine? Like we used to do what fifty five second laps around Pike's Peak, Pike's Peak, mm. and you're doing one oh sixes. I mean, that's the fastest lap. But still, yeah. even if you're doing one oh eights, you know, as a normal, that's so fast around yeah, Barbara. Downforce, downforce is a crazy. Yeah, downforce four, four four contact patches, all that kind of stuff. Are
1: you are you are you know getting back to it real quick? Are you? I mean, like, what are your expectations now? I, I mean, we had we we saw the race that we saw at in Atlanta. I mean, are you thinking that we're going to have kind of barn burning
0: races like that again at Barber? I mean, we've we've seen them. Like, we've seen close racing at Barber in Superbikes, and we've seen checkouts in Superbikes. And the thing that I'm thinking about is there's a huge question mark over how much development that that Cameron Bobier's bmw has this is really going to reveal itself as how good is this thing cornering how well is it going to handle the tire How well is it going to handle the front tire because barber can be a, a little bit harsh on the front tire uh-huh. in terms of just how you ride it and you know cameron we know is a front end rider um gagne's coming off of arm pump surgery we'll see if he's completely healed from that you know one person you cannot discount at barber is cam peterson Right for you. Yeah, if you think back so, so to when good. we used to race stock thousands, remember that? Like just a couple of years ago, in the same class, he was able to stuff his nose. The year he won the championship, when M- Melissa was a crew chief, Paris, he stuck his nose in there and was like right in the top three for a long time during that race. And so, uh, Cam, remember, he was fast last year there, right off the yeah. bat, first practice, he was ripping. Yep. So it's so I, yeah. I I don't know, and 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 now you add Heron to the mix. I to, you know. I want to see how good that Ducati is going to be on the Ducatis on a smooth surface. We're at we're at primo time with this racetrack. Yeah, right? I think right. this is the third year of the surface. So You're right Yeah, make, you know, if there's still no bumps there and if it's still glass, then grip should be absolutely perfect. If the temperature is literally going to be what they say they're going to be with the sunshine and everything is set to break track records. The only question mark is and, you know. Is how is Gagne's recovery from his surgery? But I think that'll be okay.
1: I think that'll be okay. And I think I think Greg, you know, we're going at a different time of year too, aren't we? I mean, we've been yes. going in September for the last few. Uh so right now we're coming out of a time, I think, back there where we've gone from in September, it's, it can still be really hot going into a cold season. Now we're coming out of the cold season, coming into a warmer season. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think that, that that'll actually play a little bit of a key. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if the track temps are down, down, especially Saturday morning for qualifying and Friday afternoon, if they get the, if they get the air temperature, say in the low seventies, you could see these guys go faster. I think than they've gone. So, and you know, with Bobier showing back up, he's going to be chasing some of the lap records that he had left behind. And you know, this will be Hey, this is kind of a tell for me because you can kind of look at road Atlanta and road America. We know that we're going to get a crazy races at road America just because of the draft after yes. what we saw in Atlanta. I feel like mm-hmm. we're going to get that same kind of feeling at, um, at road America. And you got to remember, we didn't have camp Peterson in that battle at road Atlanta because his bike blew up. So Yeah, you could have had five riders in there, and then legitimately, you know, PJ and Corey Alexander weren't miles back um, at the start of that. They kind of were hanging in. At a place like Road America, you get five bikes draft, and you can kind of hang in there. So, so moving forward to Barber, the two bikes that I'm most curious on are the BMW and the Ducati, and seeing if they can they can have that same kind of uh, competitiveness that they showed at 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 atlanta i mean um we all figured bobie was going to win but you and i didn't talk to anybody before the weekend that thought that bobie was going to win the first weekend out everybody knew he was going to win at some point i didn't talk to anybody that thought he would win there so i think this will be the big the big tell here we're going to a track that's that you know we'll see if the BMW and the Ducati can kind of hang the same way they did in Atlanta, Atlanta being kind of a fast flowing type of track where you can kind of hang in the draft and stay there.
0: So. And with the speed of the BMW too. Correct. So Jake Gagne and Cameron Bobier swap first and second place. So they're tied at 45 points with Heron right there, 29 points back and Skultz also 27 or tw- with 27, 29 points between the two of them. Can't wait to see that. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, Supersport because this is an interesting one. So this is the extended race. Okay. And if you follow com, you've kind of seen the article, uh, that outlined, like this isn't something new. We used to do super teams, Jay, back in your day, yep. in the, you know, the beginning of your career, we've done pit stop races before. Obviously the Daytona 200 is kind of a unique one. This one's unique in the sense that it's a mandatory pit stop. So let's kind of go over what it's going to be. So 30 riders have entered obviously you know the, the the title contenders are in the mix all right so here's the deal for those that followed the daytona 200 this is going to get a little bit long jay so sorry about this i'm going to talk for a little bit here do it for those who watch daytona 200 and they were confused about the red flag and the restart and how come cameron peterson and pj jacobson end up on the lead lap and all that has been resolved okay moto america went back they looked at what they were doing they looked at how everything played out. And they've made a couple of rule changes. Number one, this race is going to be a somewhere in the neighborhood of about 53 and a half minutes long, 54 minutes long. There is a mandatory pit stop that is going to be in this race. That pit stop is mandatory. Isn't going to be like, if for some reason your bike can make it on distance and you feel like you can make it on time makes no difference from the entrance of pit lane. J where the line starts for the 60 kilometers per hour speed limit to where it exits. Moto America is going to figure out how long that takes at 60K. Let's just say, for argument's sake, it's 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Then what they're going to do is they're going to, and we'll we'll know this information before we go racing. Um, they don't have it yet. Then what they're going to do is they're going to tack on a time, say, eight seconds. Okay. So basically what they're saying is, is that you need to take 38 seconds of coming into the pits. Now, look, if you have the ability to set a second pit lane speed limiter, you know, and you want it to set let's just say 54K is 38 seconds. You could do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to change tires. You don't have to put fuel in, but you have to do the mandatory pit stop. And you have to do it before three-quarter race distance. If you don't, if you if you wait until after, and the red flag comes out, you will be penalized a time penalty. More than likely, it's going to be the 38 seconds plus an additional penalty of that nature. Mm-hmm. Does that all make sense? Yes. Okay. Now, when it comes to the rules changes, let's just say that someone, you know, gets caught in the pit or whatever happens. Let's just say that they're a lap down mm-hmm. and they're in 10th place or 15th place. Yep. If a red flag comes out and the race continues on, doesn't, you know, it's not, it's not three quarter distance yet you will still remain a lap down. You'll still be in your position. You'll still grid up in 11th place. Makes sense. Or 15th place or whatever it is, but you will remain a lap down. For all those people on the lead lap, then it would just be normal. If a red flag comes on the, you're and you the restart, lead start, then you're just, you're on the lead lap. You're going to be bunched up again. Okay. So, you know, that's, that's kind of where the, the rules are. And there's some more things that we're going to talk about. So, The reason Moto America is doing it for the most part to make it as simple as possible is because they're interested in trying something different. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that what they did by making these changes is
1: great because they learned at Daytona that some things obviously didn't seem, like I think to a lot of us, there were some things there that didn't seem exactly right. So a person that's five or six laps down can't just be on the lead lap the second the red flag comes out. So I think that that makes a tremendous amount of sense. If I'm a lap down, there's a red flag then I'm a lap down still, you know, and that's that, that to me is fair because Greg, if you're four or five laps up on me and all of a sudden, you know, I'm on the same lap as you just because of a red flag, that's not fair to you. That is not fair. And it's because you, you've legitimately done four laps, five laps more distance than I have during the course of the day. There's no way I should be on the same level field as you just because a red flag came out. So, I think that that is that's a that's a big upgrade
0: than what we had at Daytona for sure. Additionally, if the red flag comes out before you've served your pit stop penalty, mm-hmm. or you're sorry, your pit stop, mm-hmm. you have to still do your pit stop. So you you if you <clears> want to you, you during the red flag and stuff, you can change tires and you can do all that stuff. Here's the other thing that we found out recently, which I'm actually excited about. This will be a flag to flag race. So if it rains.
1: They're coming in and putting rains on. So basically what Greg is saying, let's just say for argument's sake, tell me if I get this right. If it's a 53 minute race, let's say that uh, we're 20 minutes into the race and you and I decide we're going to pit. So we come in, we pit, fill our bikes full of fuel, head back out on slicks. All of a sudden, 25 minutes later, it starts to rain. We got to come back in and put rain tires on. So basically that's going to be our flag to flag. So you 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 might see teams have to do two pit stops and you know greg on saturday it is supposed to rain there's like a 45 percent chance so our race is at the end of the day generally they have afternoon thunder showers. this race could start on a wet track for argument's sake and by them by them doing this also greg i think that the other main thing that you have to keep in mind during the, you know why moto america would do this in my opinion is for the time you know if You can't sit around all day and go, is it going to rain? Is it not going to rain? Do we call it a wet race? Do we call it a dry race? Hey, if you're out on the grid and it looks like the sun's coming out, but the track's soaked, it's a 53-minute race. You get to decide at the beginning, hey, maybe I'll go out on wets, get the most out of these wets while I can. I might be coming in on lap 10, to put slicks on, but that's just the nature of the beast.
0: Yep, so weather's not going to cause a red flag. It's great. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, Lightning, of course. Of if course. lightning is yeah, within yeah, a yeah. certain mile radius, they're going to shut the thing down, and that's a possibility. But yeah, so flag, to flag. So look, it's it. We've talked about this before when it relates to Road Atlanta. So these are AMA rules, but it was AMA, FIM North America, and Moto America, literally having a conference, sit, sitting down, you know, on on the phone and having a discussion. Can we get this? Can we change this? So. Credit to both Moto America and AMA FIM North America for making these changes mid-season that make sense. And so I'm really pumped to, to see that, and we hope that everybody tunes in. That Again, Jack like Jason said, that'll be Saturday afternoon. It's the last race of the day on Saturday, and that'll be Super Sports only go at racing for the weekend, a 53-minute solo race. Jay, Junior Cup. Boy, Jay, we we saw Junior Cup have as little as like 12 entries last year, maybe 14 entries at some point. Yeah. But there has been a massive resurgence. 31 entered in Junior Cup. You have all Ninja 400s with the exception of Aiden Sneed on the Yamaha R3 and, of course, Rossi Moore on the KTM RC390. You have people from Italy, Brazil, uh, I think Slovenia, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's looking pretty crazy. What what are your thoughts on the resurgence of junior cup and all this mass participation? Well, the thing is, is it's encouraging because you, you kind of almost start
1: to get a little bit worried (laughs) if you're not getting the numbers and you're not getting the people, you start to get worried. Like, well, how are we going to feed them up into other classes or other areas or other things? Right. So, I think for us, Greg, it's great because it allows us to be able to continue to see kids coming through the ranks, getting better as they go and giving us a chance to see them move up to twins cup and so on. Cause that's, that's where a lot of these, these kids have been going, right? They've been going to twins cup. Um, And so twins cup has become a very viable championship. Now, when you look at that class and also got a lot of number, a number of different riders and, and, and kids that have come from there. So I like the fact that our Junior Cup program. I know that Moto America did some stats last year. A lot of the Junior Cup kids were coming from the East Coast, and uh, you know, sadly, that's why we're not seeing any uh, Junior Cup at the Ridge or Laguna because the majority of people were from the East Coast. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm encouraged. I mean, how many are there, G Dub? How many? There's like thirty. Is 31. there thirty one? Thirty one on Cups? the wow. entry
0: list currently.
1: Yeah. And then they go to Road Huge America. From they go year. to Road America and we don't see them
0: again until Brainerd. Yeah. Very true. Is that true. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe you're right. Yeah. So that's so, yeah, that's crazy. In that Stock Thousand class Jay, there's 42 entered in that class and Revit Twins Cup 41. So all things are looking healthy. Of course, you know, I think too, part of it is that Barber is a good draw. You know, it's 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 an iconic racetrack. There's so many great things to love about the facility itself. You know, the track, you and I have talked about it many times. The track is really good. It, it, it The track is good. It would be, the surface is unreal. The track is good. It would be amazing if they could just take like some type of ray gun and blow it up 20% or 25%. <laughs> it would be, the, without question, I think the best track in the United States if it was just longer and bigger. But you you add in all the facility, you add in the museum, you add in all the sculptures all around the place, just the look of it. And it's going to be it's going to be a great weekend i mean we have we have everything set to be a great weekend and some great races so we hope to see you there absolutely if not jason i will be posting when when moto america gets their little graphic put together that says where you can watch but people have been asking me is the youtube thing going to last yes the youtube thing is going to last so superbike will be available live on youtube around the world not geo blocked so you want to make sure you check all that stuff out check your time zone course that that video on demand will be made available too. i think almost immediately when that's done and some of the other classes we'll have a better idea of what's live what's going on and what we'll, we'll post about it so um after all that unless there's anything else you want to talk about moto america jason that's pretty much our news presented by Araya.
1: yeah no i think uh, i think we covered that pretty well we're heading to barber this last weekend greg we were treated to i believe round five is it round five of MotoGP gp this last week at le mans um yeah yeah you know, it's a track, Greg. It's funny because I'm watching it, and God, I got so many great memories about that place. But it was another, mm-hmm. it was another real race of attrition. Was the actual Grand Prix on Sunday? We'll talk about that first here, because there was some big, big. Uh, I guess there was a lot of stuff that happened during this race, and there's a couple things too that I think, um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to have it overlooked. But there was some interesting. Parts of this race as well, but let's go real quick, Greg, to the you know, obviously the winner of the race, Marco Bedzeki. He comes back off of a race that was uh, obviously a major struggle for him. Um, the race before this one, he um, really bounced back nicely here and, and gets the win by. You know, it was actually really easy for Bedzeki this race. He ends up winning by four point two seconds over Jorge Martin and Johan Zarco. So, Zarco keeps French happy, keeps the French fans happy, I should say man what about augusta fernandez um i couldn't help but thinking every time they showed Hervé poncho rocks i know you're really you know you're pretty good friends with him mm-hmm. um what he must have been thinking during that race
0: seeing his bike finishing fourth yeah i mean i just he, he must have been pumped you yeah. know a lot of people when fernandez was was hired were like oh he's he's just a placeholder for a year and i'm like I don't think so. I I think the guy's extremely (laughs) talented, and he's got the body of a of a MotoGP rider more than he does a Moto two rider. And he was good on the Moto two bike. I think it's great. I mean, obviously, the Gas Gas is the same as the as the KTM. It it is the KTM, and it's a factory bike, and so they're getting all the bits and pieces. And I'm sure Irve was pumped. I I have to be completely frank about like watching the coverage. I was pretty upset that of the lack of coverage that he got.
1: Yeah, you know, I I really wanted.
0: But there was a lot, a lot. Was a lot of I, stuff happening, though. There was a lot of stuff happening, but once the race settled down, they kept skipping over him. They kept showing Zarco, and then they would jump over him and show Elaish and show Brad Binder. And and I, the only reason was because I really wanted to see his riding style on that bike. Yeah. You yeah. know, I want to see his body position. I want to see kind of how he handles it, how he's making speed, just to just to get a little bit more. You know, like I don't know. Anyway. But beyond that, uh, I thought it was great for, you know, he only finished his 6.2 back and he took a, he took a big risk with, uh, I guess some software stuff that he tried. And he said post-race that he's really feeling it. And he also said, look, I'm, I'm not here just to be fourth. I'm here to win races. Yeah. And I just love the, I love the mindset. And I think in this day and age, Jay, we just want people to like in this instant gratification, like, Oh, you're not, you're not fast enough. Get off the bike. And here we are five races in, and he's in fourth place. And it wasn't just due to attrition. I mean, maybe with some of the non-attrition, he might have been seventh or eighth. But he still would have been 6.2 back. And that's that's Six the point, thing you got to look at. 6.2 is not bad. Let's talk about a little bit of that attrition. Because Jeez. I'll tell
1: you, man, Mark Marquez, ugh, watching him ride that bike. And there were things that I was seeing, um, Greg, where... The the double rights at the end of the lap, um, you kind of, when you roll through those double rights, you apex the first one, you kind of go out over the curbing and then you go over the inside curbing on the next one. I mean, I've done a million laps around there going, you know, doing that. And what was really interesting to me was watching how much the front and the rear of the bike were moving while he was tipping the bike into those rights. They had a great camera shot of him coming out of the left prior. And it just seemed like every lap, three, four, five times a lap with Marquez, the wheels were not in line. It was either the front or the rear. And you just kind of, I think that when he tipped off, you just kind of went like, yeah, well, it's." <laughs> it was kind of coming. You know, it was like, you kind of could sense it because he was just on the edge. Jack Miller, again, non-finisher. And I think, man, all I hear is great things about Jack. Just what an awesome dude he is and a tremendous rider, which he is, obviously. But, he just has a propensity to just put that thing on the ground a little bit too much. I saw him, you know, in a, in a in a post, you know, apologizing to his team. I mean, these guys are on the edge the whole way. Rins and Mir. I mean, Mir Greg has crashed, I think they said I think he's crashed nine times or ten times already. Um. Oof. Like every time you see him, he's tipping off. The Marquez Marini Vignales Bagnaya crashes were so so weird. And and the Marquez Marini one was flat scary because marini saves that on his on his you know his elbow on his knee did that crash remind you of any crash you've seen before
0: yeah yeah i don't really talk about it yeah
1: so so you and i are in the same place i when i saw it i
0: scared the
1: shit out of me when i saw it originally i freaked because you know they showed it in real time and they, they didn't even have time to commentate on it because it was so big and and it was mother's day and i was Watching the race and my mom was sleeping and I I let out a scream because I, it just reminded me of, 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 you know, the crash in Sepang a bunch of years ago. And the problem was, is if he doesn't save that, he kind of gets out of harm's way, doesn't he? If he loses the front, he falls over to the left. Marquez goes through. In this case, he saves it. And when the bike, when the front tire kind of gets back underneath him, it veers him into the path of Marquez who's squaring him up to go back underneath him. And uh, in, in fairness, Marquez had Alex Marquez. I'm talking about had
0: nowhere to go in that. But man, I was so thankful to see those guys get up. Yeah, so was I. I mean, we're really talking we're talking about Simoncelli, by the way. If, yeah, if the Simoncelli
1: crash yeah, in Sepang. If you
0: don't know Marco Simoncelli, who basically had this similar incident, um, right hand corner and saved it, and but it, but the bike was turned at a bad angle, and he got clobbered by Colin and Valentino. Um, yeah. And that's what caused the end of his life. But so that's why we were a bit scared about it. But um, yeah, I I thought the same thing and it was a really good save, but I I also looked at the replay and I just don't think that Alex Marquez had time enough to even see him because he was directly behind. Was it Jorge? Well, he was to the right
1: of him at that point. He was already accelerating and going through and, and Alex, you know, he just didn't have anywhere to go. And his, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because it's going to be, Curious to see how Alex Marquez bounces out of this because the beginning of the year and even in testing, he had shown that, okay, this has been a big step. This is a big move forward. This Pramac thing or um, Grassini thing is going to be a big step forward for him. And all signs were pointing towards it's going to be a great move. And now it's kind of going back. He's just constantly caught up in these little things, is he not? Or is it just me? Am I being too hard?
0: No, because he is. It's just like he got he got, he got cleaned, fantasy value is tanking.
1: He got cleaned out. He got cleaned out at um, at Coda by Martin and the S's, if you remember. Um, yeah. But he's had a lot of these. He kind of always seems to find himself in the middle of shit, and whether it's in his own doing or not, he just kind of seems to find
0: himself there. And so it's a little weird because um, I, he's I really, got a little rain cloud over his head he at does. the moment. Just. A little bit. So yeah, how does he get himself out of it? And then when he does, what's going to happen? Yeah, you know, is it is it because he's going to slow down or is he going to be even possibly even faster? But I can tell you, he's killing me in fantasy. Killing me. Well, and now you know he got a three grid penalty. I Saw because of the earlier incident where yeah between Binder and somebody else. Um, it it was was Binder, Binder and and Zarko,
1: Zarko. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Um, but anyway, I just think I, Greg, I'll be honest with you. The other thing that I think you have to add into it is it's like his brother was back this weekend and I don't know. I, I, it's, it's the whole dynamic because I've never been around those two is, is interesting to me because it's with all the talk about Mark Marquez, you know, wanting to be on it, you know, talking to his brother about the Ducati and all these crazy things. I, I just I don't know how hard it is for Alex to really focus in on what he needs to focus in on, and especially once he started to see a little success. We saw him on the LCR bike have some early success too, if you remember. He had a couple podiums, I think, his first year. But, yeah, too. but anyways. So the other big one was the Bagnaya Vinales accident. And you know me, I'm always got I'm always down for a little dust up in the gravel. So I didn't mind that part <laughs> at all. Me too. I, I feel like me too. I feel like like I was okay with it because when I saw kind of what happened, you know, Vinales went underneath Bagnaya. Bagnaya tries to square him up. And then he straight lines it though. Bagnaya kind of straight lines it like he's gonna get his authority and go back by. But he but Vignales was there. There was nowhere for him to really go. And I felt in my it, it was 1 million percent a race incident. I just think it's so crazy how the race direction side of it has stayed so quiet on this. Like I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Well, Mm-mm. well the thing is it was a race incident. It wasn't really the fault. If I had to place fault on anybody, I would put more fault on Bagnaya than I would Vinales. Um, because Vinales was to the inside and Bagnaya kind of just like ran into him. And then it straightened them both up. And Vinales kind of had lost control of his bike at that point, And then creamed into Bagnaya again. And I didn't really blame Vinales for being a little bit pissed off. Um, talk about a guy with a cloud over his head. Vinales is another one. seems like whenever he's got a good weekend going, it rains or something happens. But in this case, he was going forward in this race. And uh, for that to happen was a big letdown for him, I think. And and the frustration showed. And I don't know why these guys have to apologize for,
0: you know, they could talk to each other and figure it out. They're men. They can figure that out, Right but yeah but is the it, current climate i think i think he's got to publicly apologize that way at least race direction's not going to be like well, and that's the other thing right it's i'm i'm not really thinking about the crash i'm thinking about what happened after and i don't know if he's been penalized if either one of them been penalized for you know basically punching each other or shoving I feel like or it's whatever. weird we haven't heard anything about it Yeah, and and I actually like it. Like, just leave it alone. Those guys sorted it out. They got angry. It's a high-stakes game with a high energy. You have an expectation. It's a thwarted expectation when you collide in with somebody because I agreed, total race incident, nothing else to it. You get a little bit off in the gravel trap. All right, they did the right thing. They came back on the scooter together. They got off. If you saw that or not, yeah, they shook hands, all that shit. They talked it out between the two of them. That's the way it should be handled. Fair enough, and it's done now. We don't need anybody else to get involved in that. You know
1: what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. just let, let it go, let it, let it be what it is. Those guys will move on. I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that them coming back on the scooter showed a sign of like, hey, we got this under control. I think I read somewhere where they went to Race Direction together. They actually went up there before they were called up there. Oh, they They actually went together. Um, yeah. but it's like, that's how things should just be handled. I, um, I thought that when I saw the original, um, when Bidzecki went up underneath Marquez and they docked him a position, you know, like he had to, I think it was oh, that, that, oh, uh, all yeah. that stuff to me is, is look, it's racing. These guys are on the edge. They're going to pick each other it's up. Mark
0: Marquez it's, it's, too. You know, like, I mean, I'm not saying that that should be taken into consideration, right. but if there's Mark a guy who's done a the million daily. times, yeah. You know, um, but at least they didn't give him a
1: ride through. I mean, the ride through penalty they give Binder, I don't understand because, again, he, he runs off the track. He he sits up and slows down and lets Miller back by, but because his average in that sector, because that was slightly bit quicker than his average, they dock him. And I'm like, really? I mean, we we you don't want to discourage riders from using runoff, and it wasn't like he used it in a way to gain an advantage. He he slowed up. He let Miller go back by. He was basing his penalty off of I'm going to let Miller go back through. I'm going to sit up, which he did, and then he gets a long lap penalty on top of it. I'm like, just let him, just let him go. We need to have the runoff is so key for riders, and we're and we and we need it. And if you make a mistake, and as long as you show that you haven't gained an advantage, in other words, what I'm trying to say, he didn't gain a big enough advantage to have to go through a long lap penalty that actually him more. If he slows down two-tenths of a second more than he did when he ran off, then that would be deemed okay, I guess. But instead, you got to go make the guy... you're taking
0: common sense out of it, right? It you're looking at the race directions, looking on the screen, going stupid. Right, he just tried to do the right thing. Let's leave it alone.
1: Right? I mean, and is there anybody that's going to complain about that? Nobody's going to complain no. about that. In the sprint race the day before, Jorge Martin won that one, uh, Greg, over Brad Bender who just continues to impress with how quickly he can move forward through a field. Bagnaya ended up third in this one. Marini, Marquez, Zarco. Bedzecki was seventh. So it's kind of interesting, isn't it, when you look at, like, Bedzecki ends up seventh in the sprint, wins the main, uh, the Grand Prix on Sunday. Aleish, eighth. Vinyala's ninth. Again, strange. It's just weird to me that those guys are are kind of shuffled back. Starts. Um, it's their starts.
0: they their bikes. They still haven't figured out the start, I don't think. Yeah. Cuadarraro is really struggling with their launch and stuff.
1: Yeah. is a non-finisher, and Jack Miller's a non-finisher again. So Miller doesn't finish either race, and, and that hurts him. Martín, though, on the weekend, definitely. I think if you look at it, uh, Bedzeki was incredible in the Grand Prix, but Martín goes 2-1 keeps the bike up right for two two races which I think is important for him. You could tell how happy he was with that second place um after the the Grand Prix and um you know maybe it's time for him to to mount that little bit of a challenge. So when you start to look now at the championship, let's just bring that up real quick. Championship now is Bagnaya 94, 1 point, one point over Benzaqui, Binder sitting there, Greg at 81 points, only 13 back.
0: I don't even know how Peko is still leading this championship, honestly.
1: It's so weird, isn't it? It's so weird.
0: He's DNF'd half the races. It feels like it anyway. He you was know, out he at Dakota.
1: He was out at this race. Sprint um, ra- yeah. Uh, probably a sprint race somewhere that I can't remember because I do. I, I agree with you. But Martin and Zarco, Zarco having a solid year. He's fifth in the points right now. So, um, yeah, good racing.
0: Good racing all over the place. Jay, did you see Moto 2? I did see Moto2. I did. Mm. What did you think of moto This Tony Arbelino kid is is the real deal. So is yeah. Arbolino over Salich. Uh, Alonzo Lopez on that speed-up chassis. Vietti over Jake Dixon. Chantra. Baltus. Aldeguer in eighth place. My boy Ayagura on his still-comeback trail in ninth place. Don't read anything into it, people. All right? He's... He's a he's a race winner. He'll be a race winner He'll before be the fine. year's out. Yep, that's exactly right. Garcia, Joe Roberts ends up in twelfth place. He gets some good points. Our boy Sam Lowe's in fifteenth, gets the last point, just ahead by about one second of Sean Dylan Kelly, who finishes sixteenth. So at least SDK is really starting to, you know, continue on the progression that we saw him. Instead of those twenty 23rds. he's still getting a little bit better. But what'd you think of the race? The margin of victory was. Six tenths of a second between Arbelino and Salich. Yeah, Arbelino just seems like he's got it together, doesn't he? And I think
1: that I think there's a lot of people that were just thinking that Costa could just come in and win every race this year and smoke everybody. And it hasn't been the case. The Mark VDS team has really shown to be pretty powerful. I guess their third race that they have won this year out of five. I think Arbelino's won two, and I think you know we saw Sam win one uh, there at Jerez. So um and and to be honest sam broke lap record on on saturday his crash was really weird um it was just a strange one going through that fast turn one into turn two but he was lucky not to clean out arbolino that bike if you watch the onboard camera looking at the back of Arbolino's bike you know you could see the the 22 sliding along at him and they hook a left um but i still think greg that one of the one of the the i don't know i don't i i i At a championship level, I think it's so weird that these guys don't have a morning warm up.
0: Yeah, it's really. It's just I don't get it. Can you imagine? It takes away from if you said, "Hey, by the way, Jay, you can go play golf, but no, you can't swing the club before you get there. You got to go to the first tee and just hit it. You you can't. The first swing is a drive off the first tee. So, like, but whatever. The thing is,
1: is, is, is I know these guys are professionals and all that, but it's, it's. It's pretty gnarly to me that they they just don't get a morning warm-up and can kind of go out there and test track conditions and things. But that doesn't matter. Arbelino really does seem to be controlling that very well. And Acosta is showing that he is definitely hu- uh, human. Um, right now, Arbolino is leading 99 points over Acosta's 74. Then Lopez, Salich, Kanet, Dixon and Lowe's 7th. And then we have Chantra, Viete, and Aldegar rounding out your top 10. Now, you mentioned SDK. And he's made a jump. He has definitely made a jump. He is now he's basically in that cusp of if he doesn't get into qualifying one out of the practice sessions, he's battling for the top four guys in Q2 to get through or Q1 to get through to Q2. And, And this weekend, it was nice and it was refreshing to see him, even if it's the tail end of the numbers as far as the points go. It's, it's good to see him up there because last year, you know, he was in 20th to whatever he was, you know, 18th to 24th, 5th, whatever. So he's made a small step. And, um you know, that class is just so brutal because they're they're so close and these guys slide off so easily.
0: um You know, it's discreet You hear these guys crashing two, three times a weekend. It's- well, is, is Lamar, is it safe to say Lamar's kind of a tricky Racetrack. I mean, it, it, it seems it to me be. like it's, it can be all with the downhill braking and some of the weird places. I mean, it just seems like if, if your front end sticks, you're in better shape than some other people. If you yeah. have a lot of confidence in the front, it's, it's they're all front end crashes. It seems like, um, mm-hmm. by the
1: way, I, you know, it was hard to actually see the crash, but the crash between what was it? Was it Canet, uh, Gonzales and, and Albert Arenas. That was that was in the background, right after Sam had slid off. These guys went three more corners. And I believe it was Albert Arenas that got a little out of shape. And Gonzalez, like, you know, Arenas crashed right in front of Gonzalez. He had nowhere to go. And then connected hit him. That looked like a big one as well. And good to see mm-hmm. all those guys get up. But for the majority here, right now, like you say, Greg, Arbolino looks like the man in Moto three. Moto three was another really good race all the way to the very end. And um Halgato held off Sasaki in a crazy last lap over, and then Jami Masia was uh, was third. Ortola, who's won a couple this year, he ends up fourth. Yamanaka, Denis Anshu Artigas, Alonzo, Rueda, and Nepa are your top three. And in the championship in that one, Greg, I'll check that one real quick for you too. Um, I believe it's Artola who's going to be leading that one. Um,
0: it's Halgato. Halgato's got I mean, 84 Helgado, points. Sorry, thanks. Yes. Yeah. 84 points and you have Ort- or Ortola and Masia tied at 63. Yeah. Yeah. Long That's way right. to go, but Elgato looks Long looking pretty go. good at this point, you know. It's, you got to put this season together, but what there's is there 17 races still to go. <laughs> I mean, it's still Crazy. Yeah. Crazy amount of races left. No, 17 to 14, oh, they canceled one or whatever. Yeah. So it's is it pretty good. Um let's talk a little MotoGP fantasy. You want to? I actually I do want to. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't even know what to say, Jay, because I can tell you this. I'm, I'm, I'm down to 150th position. Uh, <laughs> Come on back, Greg. The water's warm back like here. S- Come on back.
1: <laughs> Dude, It.
0: I had no finishers. No finishers in the race. TB Simmons, 133, is leading the way with... Troy. Yeah, Troy. But he's he only has one turbo left, but still his team is worth a lot of dough. I mean, his team is sixteen point two million. Mine has slid to under the 15 million mark, so I'm screwed. You know, thanks to the likes of you know Alex Marquez and Maverick. So I have Maverick Vinales, Bagnaya, Luca Marini, Alex Marquez, and Grassini. Mm. But Troy was able to switch like he's got Ducati as his constructor, and he's got Mooney VR six as his team. And he's got both VR six riders on there. I mean, it's an all Ducati thing. So he's 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 looking pretty, pretty strong. Uh Jack Roach is still in second place. I mean, Troy's got a big lead right now. He's got seven hundred ninety-three to second place of seven forty eight. Um, six fifty eight forever's at seven forty. And I'm back. Where where are you where are you living? Hey, I got I went from three twenty seven to three ten.
1: <laughs> hey, easy. I had the top 3 guys this week. Okay. I had, I mean what do you I mean, want a pat on the back? No, I do kind of. Actually, yeah, that would be kind. I I scored I actually scored 173 points this week, and if you look okay. at all, if you look at your top 10, I know you have them yeah. pulled up. Um, that's a
0: that's a, actually a big chunk of corn.
1: That's pretty good for me. I mean, you got yeah, Troy it.
0: Troy yeah, Troy leading the way scored 158 or no, sorry. 62. He had 162 and a half. You look at where I've been living in the Red Tail. You look at where I've been living back here. Um,
1: Team Chow had 189. They haven't used a, they have not used a um, a turbo either. And I believe that's the first time I've seen them on the board. They had Alex Marquez too. So they they and Marini. How did they score so many points? I
0: don't so know, confused.
1: dude. I'm so confused.
0: All right, look, so, people. There's 370 people, Jay, that are, that are in our league so far this year. Wow. So make sure you join our MotoGP Fantasy League. It's fantasy.motoGP.com. Or if you're on the MotoGP website, you can go to, I think it's more than you go to Game Hub. It's free to join. If you win, you win an Arai helmet and a set of Dunlop Q5 tires. Second place gets Q5 tires. Third place gets q 5ss and somebody who we haven't determined yet. And this is why even if you join us late, and you're not in contention for the win, we're going to figure out who is going to win hmm. a private day, probably in the winter, with Jason Pridmore yeah. at Chuck yeah, Walla Valley, Valley Raceway with the JP43 training, one-on-one training. That we'll is it. a value of $975,000, <laughs> of which you have to pay taxes on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. we got to figure out
0: a really cool
1: way to figure out what place we want to do it. You
0: know what I mean? So yeah, I still like the forty third thing, but who knows?
1: Who would that be right now? Who's forty third? We could
0: do one hundred and six. That's your age. So we could do one hundred and six. Yeah.
1: Grasshopper two nineteen right now is forty
0: third. Whoa, whoa! Don't get anybody excited about this. I'm just saying. Period. I'm just. I don't know. if That's what we're gonna do.
1: I'm. The, I'm yeah. kind of going back through now because it's. Uh, it actually works now. Remember before you'd hit the load more button and it would just keep on. Yes. Kind of hosing you. And now. And yeah. Now it works. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it's good. It's fun. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad I am
0: glad finally had a, a decent weekend. I, I'm still not very well, let's, good Let's let's wrap it, up so. Supercross then, Jay, because yeah, basically, cross, yeah. as weird as it was, Chase Sexton won the championship after it was announced that Eli Tomac was not going to f- compete because he tore his Achilles tendon or whatever right. it was, right? Yeah. So Chase, I don't think, was awarded the number one plate. Um, because that wasn't announced till everybody was packed up and gone, I believe. But he had all wrapped it up and everything. But nonetheless, Chase Sexton goes out there and wins over Aaron Plessinger and Justin Hill by 18 seconds, by the way. Adam Cianciarillo in fourth place. It was kind of a rainy, crummy deal. So Chase Sexton ends up winning. And to pile on the amazing year that Honda's had, in the combined East-West shootout, it was Jet Lawrence who ends up winning by 4.7. Not an easy one. He had to come back from it over RJ Hampshire, Levi Kitchen, his brother Hunter Lawrence in six. But at the end of the day, Jason, it's Hunter Lawrence, Jet Lawrence, and Chase Sexton who take it all. How about HRC Honda, dude? Crazy they, year. They, they, Great year. They won it. I mean, it's incredible to, to, to really think about it because I... Yeah, it's 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 great, and it's, pretty uh, cool. it's good all the naysayers 20, like us.
1: Twenty years, twenty years it took them to win again.
0: Is that right? I didn't In realize that. Yeah, it years. was twenty
1: years ago. Ricky was like, I think Carmichael was the last one to win him a championship.
0: All right, Jay. So here's the deal if with our Pulp MX fantasy, our last race of the season. It's Hucklebuck Racing with the come from behind victory to take the top spot. Dude takes yeah. the top spot. Okay. Good. Yep. Ends up, yeah, ends up winning. Uh, 4,090 points to PM 140's 4,088. Same thing last year for PM 140 coming up two points short in last year. And then DV934, who is in P1, slides to P3. The good news is Hucklebuck Racing, again, you win an Arai helmet and a, and a set of Dunlop Q5. So go ahead and reach out on social media. We'll get you taken care of there. Uh, PM140, I've already got the address, got the sizes, going to put it on his KTM and and uh, been on Pirellis forever, so he's looking forward to trying the new Dunlop Q5s. So DV nine three four. Let me know about these Dunlop Q5s, and we'll reach out to Dunlop, and I'll talk to them this weekend when we're at Baba Baba, and uh, we'll make sure that we yeah Baba Motorsports. Where'd BABA. you end up? I went backwards the last two weeks pretty heavily. Well, I actually I actually climbed the ladder. So if you go to la- if you go to page two, yeah, then I ended. I think I was 99th, and I ended up ninety third with two or three misses. I ended so, up 29th
1: with one miss, but my average would have put me fourth. But
0: it doesn't matter. I wanted to catch Skip, and he had two big weeks at the end, it pissed me off. Big weeks. Yeah, my average wasn't that great. I mean, I just wasn't. I wasn't great. Um, I kind of hail married this deal too, and I actually got out of Salt Lake one hundred ninety seven, so I was like six thousand. So like the last two races, I did okay overall like for the whole dang thing mm-hmm. i was like 4700 in denver and 6000 in salt lake city uh you know Got the, it. the which is i think 4000 was the best i ever ranked for yeah. the whole bit the whole season yep 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 anaheim too i was 22144 interesting yeah so it was fun it was fun playing again thanks everyone for joining us in the leagues moto guy 30 tip of the cap to you finishing fourth uh ricky bobby 128 in fifth place so we really enjoyed that season congratulations to our winners for the pulp mx fantasy league now all our, our attention is gonna be on you know we don't do a supercross deal or a motocross deal fantasy no. wise but, but we'll definitely keep an eye on that championship because who's gonna be in there who's gonna be healthy Man, you know and then of course it's crazy and
1: all that crazy to think about like how many injuries
0: there were towards the end? Like just all those guys the going out. The field was pretty they went healthy out. up until like three quarter distance in they Supercross, were. which we thought was pretty ma- miraculous. But yeah, and then it just went bad. It went bad. It, it and it's really tough for Supercross too. There were a group of ten people uh, that live in Salt Lake City that work in archery, and they were all going to go, and they were kind of waiting. And when the field got decimated like it did, and then rain was in the forecast, they just they were like, "Why? We'll just sit at home and watch it." You know, because Tomac's not there and this guy's not there and that guy's not there. And it's it's just what it is. I mean, some people like to go simply to see the motorcycles and to smell the gas. But for the most part, we all know it's the people that pull it. Yeah. And that's where we're we're very fortunate. Our injuries are far and few between knock on wood, Well, you know, compared to what Supercross and Motocross is. Yeah, our guys aren't – man, these guys are, are – they're on bikes every. I
1: mean, they're testing as hard as they're racing in the middle of the week. So, hey, I gotta say this, GW. Yes. I did. did yes. You did, we both did okay this year in RM fantasy.
0: Yeah, congratulations, Jason Pridmore no, in our in our Uncle Skip league in RM yeah. fantasy. JP yeah. ends up winning the thing, and then I actually had a really good you last. You did. Week. You did. You had. A, you got up to fourth in that, but mm-hmm. I was looking at the overall rank,
1: and. I was 400 oh, really? I was 499th out of uh Wow. out of 125,000. Yeah. Dude, that, that is, is
0: unreal. That is amazing. Right. For me, That's yeah, I was stoked on Dude, that for one. anybody, and, I mean, think about the percentage killed of that. You last I mean, week.
1: The last week you had 128
0: 120, points. 20 yeah. yeah. No. And I, was, I By think, the way, that was the. That was the first the s- time I changed my team in like eight
1: weeks. By the way, we had the same exact team. I don't <laughs> think it was actually. You know, I think I had Plessinger in mind somewhere instead of Dean Wilson. But shout out to Justin Hill putting it on the podium. He had to go by seeing Cirillo, mm-hmm. and he actually caught Plessinger at the end too. So, I mean, what'll end up with going on with Justin Hill next year? We'll have to
0: have to wait and see. I don't know. That's another one where you know we 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 owe a few people some time on this podcast. We just one of them for sure. Jason Wygant give him some time on here to get us caught up, you know, maybe that's uh, after the motocross season and get us caught up on silly season. Steve, our boy uh Steve English, we need to get him on here for sure. Of course. Of course There's yeah. a bunch of people, but you know, it's 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 kind of a crazy summer, Jay. You know, we're in the middle of race season and it literally goes barber for me. Next weekend is archery, then road America, then to San Diego for archery, you know, then home for archery, then to the ridge. It's just I don't actually have a weekend off until we get to the first weekend of August. First and second weekend I mean, of August before a pit race.
1: And I'm honestly thinking about, I know it's, it's kind of weird because I didn't really talk about it, but I'm like, I'm thinking about shutting down myself and like getting my ankle done because my ankle's is giving me so much grief that I'm over it. Yeah. So it's like, I'm thinking about, I can go to the races on crutches. I'm not worried about that. I can go there on crutches. Get this thing fused. Yeah, but you'll be bored at home.
0: So maybe we'll do a podcast a day. Never know. Could it could happen? Just to get you on board. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you get your ankle done and you're sitting around recovering, yeah. You'll fire up that Xbox, huh? No, we play that's some MotoGP on Xbox. Not no, happening. Not happening. I'm All over right. that. All right. That was good during right. COVID. That was a two hundred fifty dollars. You, you guys were on for like a week. That was like a two hundred fifty dollar COVID purchase. I think is what that was. So yeah you guys maybe two weeks you were on it a little bit and then it was over a little bit from like soon as the front door opened you were like you were you're like a seven-year-old kid who oh. like gets a bicycle for christmas you were gone
1: jumping on at noon and going like at 10 o'clock at night this is the last race going yeah. to bed and then at three <laughs> o'clock in the morning i'm still on there i'm like yeah this is got to stop so
0: yeah anyways
1: yeah. but um well i guess i'm gonna see you in a couple of days and um yes we don't really. There's no, like I said, there's no World Superbike. There's no MotoGP this weekend. In fact, MotoGP doesn't go again until Magello. So I'm thinking that, um, you know, we got to get Steve English on in the next couple of weeks for sure. Mm-hmm. Get him to talk a little bit about World Superbike, so we can try to convince us that it's a really fun series to watch right
0: now. Yeah, the oh. next World Superbike for them is going to be the same week in Road America. So maybe next That's week, right. uh, or the week next week, or the week after, give us a preview. Are they in Mizano? of World Superbike? Are they, they are in Mizano. Yeah. They're in yeah. Mizano. Emilia Romagna. They're in Mizano. Did
1: you see any of the Northwest 200?
0: I did not get to see any of it. Yeah. No. Yes, yeah, I saw of, of course, it. I was in Gainesville, Florida over the weekend shooting shooting USA Archery um, stuff. Yeah. I will yeah. tell you this though, Jay. Yeah. There was a change in the USA Archery schedule and we were supposed to have our national championship, which is the stuff that I won back in 2019. We were supposed were to have that on top. I mean, I I didn't mean to say that to drop names, but uh-huh. just to give you some context. That's Great. We we're sp- <laughs> we were supposed to do that the weekend of pit race, and so I wasn't going to be able to compete. And then they have since moved it. Well, they so, know you're you're a big draw, G Dub. They don't want to. Like, no, have but they moved, they moved there, it you know? so they moved it to a weekend where I can compete. So it's it's the weekend uh, before Coda. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty I'm actually pretty pretty pumped about that because that one's a drive one that's in Malvern, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so it's like six six seven hour drive for me, and so it's gonna be I'm really excited about that. So I'll be able to commentate that one and shoot that national championship. So we'll see how the points. If you finish top five and you shoot that tournament, you have to shoot that tournament. But if I finish top five in the points at the end of the year, I will be on the USA Archery uh, fifty plus team so it's like a Cute. master's team yeah that time i played Yeah, this but j- i would have I, earned a usa archery jersey with my name on it dude and that's kind of something i want to do yeah that's cool i tried qualifying yesterday
1: for the united states senior open and had it going for a while which was good but i saw guys there that i played junior golf with and if you want to talk about no surreal kidding. moments it's like <laughs> we're looking at each other going do you remember when we used to play junior golf and they're like yeah and now we're playing wow yeah 50 years old crazy anyways um enough about all that crap everybody we'll see you in uh in bama looking forward to a great weekend g dub have a safe flight you're coming in thursday morning i think you said so see you thursday you want to we'll go for a jogger on the track together that'll be great yeah yeah between uh well i'm not gonna say your lack of fitness your ankle and my belly yeah between those two things it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for <laughs> it, either one it, of us. I believe
0: it's called yawging. I Isn't it? We could probably just yaw. get a drone to take us around or something. Or I don't know. Mm, we can just fly that right golf cart sounds better. Um, but I'll but yeah. drive and your leg can be up and we'll go for it. All right? Yeah. And let's hope that we get us. I mean, like Bama usually kills it for fans. Well, it's going to be better. Hopefully better this year because we're not competing with football season, which is part of the reason why we, I think that that got moved was because you know, but when right. we were in September, we were competing with college football. Roll Tide, baby.
1: Roll Tide. Hey, and and you're going to love this because you got to just throw it in there. I'm staying at his house tonight, so he won't hear this until after I stay there, so I'll be able to get in and get out. But Kolb is like, no matter what I'm riding on Monday, rain or shine, no matter what, because the last two years, you know, he hasn't ridden there. And, you, know, you just got to laugh, don't you? Sorry, this is all personal stuff we're throwing on the podcast right now, but... Two years ago, I'm not ago, saying anything. I don't years, want to
0: get my ass kicked this weekend. I, I, I'm afraid of him.
1: Two years ago, he on Friday he already made the decision he wasn't going to ride on Monday because it was supposed to rain, and he changed his tickets, and it was nice. Then last year, I mean, At, I I don't don't know, know. on a
0: brand new surface, the best they ever they fixed it for drainage, everything yeah. like.
1: And then yeah, and then last year, you know, he had to he had to I don't know maybe he had a a day at CV uh, was it CVMA or did he, he probably just want to do a track? It might've been CVMA last year. Who knows? You know, yeah, he had to stay and, and so you you in a track where he's only been, it's only been 9,000
0: laps around there and yeah. pass up barber, even though your motorcycle is literally sitting in a transporter in the paddock at barber. sitting stay there. Home and race yeah, was like, see, I'm this cool. is now you got me started. Now I'm, you got me started. I'm quietly hoping it just starts to. Drizzle. Don't, don't you have to go. Don't just sign Would off. It, wouldn't
1: it be great if it just started to drizzle on his outlap? I think, for the first time at Barber on Monday morning. You, you're you the one that told me that earlier. I thought that was mean, but that's okay. Hey, everyone, have a great weekend. We'll see you at Barber later, everyone. Bye.